I unleashed a force on this world that could destroy it to save you. I told you not to. And I'd do it again. In a second, I would do it again. And that is what I'm talking about. This isn't on you. It is on us. We have to change. I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where the boys are back in hey. town. Hey, I don't know about <laughs> you, brother, but I think the boys are back the in town. The boys are officially back in town. Uh, thank you, as always, to our good friend Dylan, a.k.a. Banshee Beat, for the new intro for season 11, the boys being back in town. Boys, um, hey. I know, one thing I know, it's that they're back. Chris, I know your favorite thing that of the podcast intros that we've done and that people have graciously sung for us i think your favorite is simple and clean i have listened to this boys are back in town thing while he was kind of mixing it <laughs> producing it so many times that i think it's just like i, I, I always have this song stuck in my head now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well it's not fair because simple clean it is is unfortunately my favorite song of all time i think i said that as a joke like five years ago and then i was like oh shit what if that's true <laughs> what, it's very how do I good deal with that I, uh, during, I don't know if I told you this, but when we did, uh, the live show for duck feed, when we did duck fest, uh, will tortures Gary on everything to guppy by telling him kingdom hearts facts and occasionally playing Mm -hmm. simple and clean. Uh, and then there was this moment. Um, and if you haven't like go listen to the everything to guppy that they released, uh, that was a recording of this, but will brings like, they're doing everything to guppy live. Will brings Gary like on stage. He like puts his hand on his shoulder and he's like, Gary, I just, I really want to tell you something serious. This is a hundred percent serious. This is heartfelt. And he starts saying the lyrics to simple and clean <laughs> and Gary does not know this song. Right. So he's it's like, and he's genuinely, he's like, I could see Gary like getting emotional. Like will is being this really nice friend right now. And then, you know, he look, will looks back at Cole and Cole hits the music and the fucking, uh, simple and clean starts blaring, but it was the super fast remix. And I couldn't keep, I couldn't, I didn't understand what was happening with that one. I didn't understand. Uh, anyway, yeah, there's a lot of remixes of that song. That's, that's fantastic yeah so yes thank you to our boy uh banshee beat for um yeah making this dope ass song for us thank we you. really appreciate it uh what do we do on this podcast we talk about uh, patreon patrons? next hey yeah. thank you patrons <laughs> yeah. um this is coming out c- close to the end of the year and I, i'll go ahead and say this because uh i'll probably forget when we start recording other episodes but uh i just 
2019 has been a, a huge you guys have shown us a huge amount of support from new patrons to mm-hmm. to people sharing the podcast to people getting their friends and other supernatural friends into the podcast and just like just straight up word of mouth like knowing that people are out there at supernatural conventions being like hey you should listen to monster of the week and that happens like it's one thing to do that and be like okay yeah i did it but like for those people to be like oh wow you're right this show rules like thank you guys yeah. so so much thank That's you to all the patrons um it's just been such a just such a big deal for me personally like i just i can't i can't express my gratitude enough yeah thank you everybody um i can't tell you how many times i've gotten a podcast really uh uh recommendation and not listen to it oh my god so the fact that you all are able to convince other people to listen to us is just insane and- so many times <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly humbling i don't listen to anything anybody tells me to, to listen yeah. to so don't don't yeah absolutely uh but thank you and if you guys are do want to support us directly patreon.com slash monster of the week is the place to do so chris catches up man what's been happening what's what's oh, going man. on with season 11 season season 11 bro all right um once again netflix they didn't show us the feet um, oh I'm sorry they didn't show us the intro so i had to go to youtube to find it but last season on supernatural sam castiel rowena charlie and even crowley all work together in one way or the other to help rid dean of the mark of cain but even as dean accepted the responsibility of bearing the mark and the darkness that it had secretly locked away fate had other plans with the mark now removed death dead at the hands of dean and the hogs on the loose it's going to take the boys everything they've got to pull themselves out of this one i love it so we are covering season 11 episode one out of the darkness into the fire this is written by jeremy carver directed by robert singer the boys chris they brought out the boys and they are back in town for the premiere (laughs) this is this aired on october 7th 2015 the winchesters face their biggest threat ever picking up where the finale left off sam and dean must deal with the darkness that has been unleashed castiel deals with the effects of rowena's spell and recalls his brutal battle with crowley bummer Uh, Loved, loved, <laughs> loved the intro for this. The then segment set to uh, it was I know it was a CCR tune. I can't remember. It was Run through the jungle. Um, it's it's just so good. It's just fucking great. Like it's just the, yeah. What the, the hell, Netflix? You're depriving the good people. What of a good word? Are, what is your deal, Netflix? It doesn't, doesn't. I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's a licensing thing. I don't think it's that they can't have the music. It's just that they're like, yeah, nobody watches the intro. Screw it. I, but it, they don't. I mean, but they have a mechanism for allowing you to skip the unbelievable, <sighs> unbelievable, unbelievable. So we start out with uh, this. It, we're we're going to see this effect multiple times throughout this yeah, episode. The, the green screen effect is a little weird. Whoa, it's it's a little it's a little rough. I got used to it. I guess. Sure. Yeah. I. Uh, so Dean is obviously in a standing in front of a green screen. Uh, the the background is all of this like swirling black smoke. Uh, and it just it just looks kind of hammy, and this mm-hmm. uh, this this woman appears, and Dean's kind of asks like, "What's happening? What's going on?" And then the smoke just fades, and we switch over to Sam, who is woken up in the Impala with a fucked up head wound and no Dean. Yep. Wow, what a surprise! He was unconscious. He was again. unconscious yeah. again. I cannot Dean believe that this and, happened. And the horn of the car is just blaring. This, I don't know if anything's pressing against it because he has to get out of the car and like turn it off. In case you were wondering <laughs> if they were going to switch things up for season eleven, Sam is knocked out cold in the first like twenty seconds of this episode. <laughs> I don't know. Does he get? Does he get knocked out cold again? He gets knocked down. I don't know if it's out. Though. And then he gets so, up again. Yeah. Um. You're never going to no? keep him down. I'll tell okay, you that much. You but um. So yeah, Sam is right where we left him. They, season 10 ended with him in the Impala trying to drive away as the darkness bursts out of the ground. 
and swirl all around them, and then it enveloped the Impala because they got stuck in a little ditch and they couldn't get out. Uh, classic problem. No, Sam had to get out and push, but he was like, Gene, you do it. He was like, I'm fucking driving, bro. You do it. Um, you guys remember that scene? Yeah, it's a great scene. Good scene. Um, good scene. So, yeah, Sam is, he's in the Impala where we left him, but Dean is nowhere to be seen. Um, so he gets out and he starts like, uh, first of all, he has a flashback of what we, you know, I just described. And then he starts kind of like just looking around because he doesn't really know what else to do. And thankfully, his hunter senses start going nuts. Uh, and he's able to find Dean over a mile away from the car, just like passed out in the field. I am um, this scene like the camera is very low to the ground and it's moving from right to left. Um, and over these like wildflowers over all these wildflowers. And then you see like the flannel God that is Dean Winchester laying <laughs> in it. And I really thought like, uh, cause I have like vague memories of season 11. We've, we've talked about this before. I like, I've, I've definitely seen all of season 11. Um, but I don't specifically remember like a lot of this, this individual stuff. Um, so I, I was really expecting like Dean to have been saved by this darkness, uh, the shadow, the hedgehog who has taken the form of a woman. Um, and I thought what was going to happen is like the camera was going to zoom up and like he was going to be surrounded by flowers, right? Like there was going to be some like weird thing. Very cool. It would have been, cool. been very cool. But no, like th- instead, like Sam just comes lumbering down the hill. <laughs> like, Dean, <laughs> I'm getting tired of holding the L2 for Hunter since Dean. Yeah. Where you at, Dean? Dean, hey, 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 where are you, Dean? <laughs> Sam's got a new thing that he's doing in this season. <laughs> Dude, where he talks me, like Cobra Sam. Pyle. It's, Sam. it's your brother, Sam. Dean. <laughs> Saving people, Dean. Hunting things. Dean. <laughs> we need to change ourselves. <laughs> it's on us, Dean. We're the ones that need to change. We're the, you? We're the ones that are evil now, Dean. <laughs> Get out. There's hogs. <laughs> Hold up. There's a werewolf. <laughs> I'll be right there. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit. Oh my God, I'm going to need a minute. Um, <laughs> Sam finds Dean passed out in this field, and he's like, holy shit, bro, you are, you're Dean. You're a mile away from the car. <laughs> oh no, what have we What have We've we done? Begun? This is terrible. Season 11. <laughs> Dean is uh, pretty confused. Oh. Uh, Dane, Dane is confused. He okay. remembers seeing a woman in the darkness, but like that's it. And uh, he tells Sam that this that this woman saved him, and not only that, but this woman is the darkness. And then we get our uh, splash. Sam screen. is like, uh, is she hot? <laughs> is she good looking, Lady Dean? Dang. Um, <laughs> Would you say that she's underage? Oh no. <laughs> Sam likes to check. <laughs> Let's see. So, all right. So, the darkness. Um, the darkness. I don't know if you said this already. I was too distracted by nine. Um, <laughs> Could I see your ID, young lady? <laughs> Sam's darkness. not going to get trapped again. <laughs> I, can't, I can't go back to. All right. <laughs> Dean. Um, Dean says that the darkness thanked, thanked him for, for saving her. And he's like, bro, I didn't even do that. Um, Sam obviously didn't see anything. Um, uh and yeah having the darkness indebted to dean is actually a kind of like a fun little yes twist on this because mm-hmm. the thing always pops out and immediately is like we gotta kill those hunks we gotta just do it this first order kill the hunks but this one is uh, like hey thanks bro i like Give this solid i like this too because uh as sam points out like dean is not the one that freed her uh like sam because dean says like yeah she thanked me for f- setting her free and sam's like that was me day like yeah, actually, technically uh, <laughs> technically it was sam's b- gig to, to all of this so um yeah so 
there is a um they talk about stuff throughout this episode a lot about the, their fault and we were joking about it a second ago but i actually really like where the dialogue is between the two of them um I was so worried they were going to, and they still might do this, it's only episode one, but I was so worried that they were about to just tread down the path uh, that they do every season, where, like, Big Thing came out, and now boys are mad at each other. Um, but it seems like they're going to fight to try and stay together in some way here. We'll see what happens. Yes. Um, okay, I mean, we haven't even seen episode two yet, so give it time. <laughs> um, I like this, the, the the conversation around the darkness here is kind of interesting to me, because, like, the first thing that Dean says is, like, was Sam's like, you know, what... What, why would she do that? Like, what, what, what is, what is she doing? And Dean's like, I don't know. If she's a darkness. Like, she probably doesn't feel anything. And then he kind of goes on to posit, like, he, the, the darkness has been trapped up like since before the beginning of time. Like, we're gonna learn later that she doesn't even know who death is. So, mm. like, she doesn't know what a fucking cheeseburger is. But what I know, says Dean Winchester, is that we let her out, so we have to put her back in. Like, this is on us. And this is gonna set up like this long term. What I think is gonna be the long term season eleven thing of like Dean once again accepting responsibility for fucking everything up. And and yeah, have, I hope that they together to... accept responsibility and actually like work hard to fix things and exactly. instead of just like yeah. blaming each other and fighting each other and all that. There is a uh, a tone. I don't know something about the way specifically that Dean talks in this scene. Where he's talking about, oh, she had this weird energy and focus, but she didn't say much. And she, Dean's trying to like figure out what they know about her, what they don't know about her, and game plan. This is what we got to do. Something about that reminded me of the saving people hunting things, like classic supernatural conversations where they're going to stand outside of the Impala, uh, pulled off on the side of the road, and they're going to talk about the weird thing. And like, man, I don't know. I just saw flashing lights, uh, and then the thing jumped through the window, and Oh, here's what I think. You know, the silver didn't hurt her. Like they always, they would have conversations like that. Mm-hmm. Something about this, like, gave me huge uh, nostalgic feelings. And I don't, I don't know what it was, but I was really, really excited about it because it just, there was just something about it that felt that's supernatural. That's classic supernatural. The way that these boys are powwowing to talk about the monster is good. I liked it. Uh, from here, we go and check in on Castiel. Uh, Castiel still has these red bloody eyes. Uh, the wiki describes Rowena's spell. They call it the attack dog spell. And I'm just like, you know, press X to unleash attack dog spell. And it just mm-hmm. seems like the most ridiculous thing ever. Um, but he remembers attacking Crowley, beating him up, knocking him out, and then stabbing him in the back when he's on the floor. And then, but now he's in some sort of weird cabin. And obviously he's been like killing stuff on the way there, I guess. Like there's a dead animal outside and like a hunter, not like capital H hunter, just like a normal fucking hunter comes up with his two sons and like one of the sons like walks in and points a shotgun at castiel and castiel has to like get the fuck out of there before he kills the kid and yeah he's am- like uh, like don't like run away i can't stop myself get the hell out of here yeah uh and he, he runs off with the hunters like shooting after him i can't wait for this to be done uh, oh so this this kid who comes in on him uh with the shotgun the is this he's been on supernatural before um oh, in the episode really? where they all get the um they're like wishes fulfilled uh oh interesting the, okay what what is it called uh it doesn't matter the one with the teddy bear that's like comes to life um it's todd he's the little kid the neil before who, todd guy yeah yeah, th- yeah i'm pretty sure it's that kid i didn't look it up on imdb but nope you got he, it you were 100 percent right yeah I'm looking it was at it just right something about that kid's weird face man and he still got that weird face shout out to todd it, interesting enough the um the uh cop that they meet up with um in this episode that's kind of like the the guest star or whatever um is has also been on supernatural before in the past yeah she looked familiar yeah 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 um but anyway 
So uh, I, I guess the reason, like, we're going to deal with a little bit of Castiel stuff throughout this episode. I just, I, I don't like it when somebody gets, like, altered, basically. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you have to go through this whole process of fixing them. <laughs> like, I don't know. I know that sounds really generic, right? Like, I know that's like, oh, well, that's that's called drama, Jeremy. Like, you don't right, like right. drama. Uh, but it's like i don't want castiel to be this weird angry like i'm going to kill young children kind of dude and i just know it's just going to be a bunch of bullshit to get him back normal again and i just i just kind of want to i'm super into the darkness like i want him to help sam and dean with the darkness that's what i I want shadow the hedgehog looking super fly the best shadow the hedgehog has ever looked is what i want him to be dealing with i'm hoping that they have circumvented that in some sense in that he has this issue that he's dealing with, so he prays, and when he prays, he ends up just bringing down, like, trouble. And I'm hoping that Castiel now having to actively deal with some angel shit, I don't like angel shit, but him having to be like, okay, now you're actually in trouble because you've, like, you've screwed over a lot of people up there. I'm hoping that that is more the situation that he's going to have to run away from to get back to the boys, rather than the, the spell that he's under, or whatever. Although I think every season is Castiel like running from or fighting angels, so maybe I don't want that. <laughs> I just want Castiel to hang out with Sam and Dean at this point. Yeah, like put I him just in the backseat. Yeah, I just want him in the backseat center center picture, just like Bobby was. Uh, just like every fourth episode or something. Come on. Exactly. Um. So from here Boys, we go back to Sam and Dean. Yeah. Yeah, they roll up into town, and there's like you know out on the edge of town a construction crew, and they're all dead from what it looks like. There's also a bunch of people on the side of the road that are all dead. They check the the bodies, and this is some real Croatoan, uh, like Resident Evil shit of like people, the hunters, the hunks, coming into a situation where shit has gone bad, and they're the only ones who can figure out what's going on. And yeah, sure enough, they find that there's a a cop here, and she starts shooting at them. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, she tells them to show some skin, which I it was a quick uh, comedic moment where they're like, "What?" <laughs> You want us to take our, our our pants off? What's going on here? And Sam's like, I'll show you the feet. I don't care. I'll done, I've done it before, but you got to pay extra for Dean's feet. <laughs> Lady, I'll show you the feet. I just need to see some ID. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Officer. Uh, I like that little Wayne song. Anyway, uh, I, I like this whole vibe from this scene. So like them getting out and, and like stumbling on this scene of death and destruction like seeing all these dead road construction mm-hmm. workers, seeing the dead family, uh, like it's it's a creeping sort of dread that is that supernatural sometimes doesn't have the patience to really do. And I'm glad like we are slowly learning the effects of the darkness being unleashed. And it, it really, and by the end of the episode, we don't know that this is specifically the darkness. Like this could be something related to or not related to the darkness. It just could be a coincidence. Yeah. We don't know, but uh, we have I, no idea yet. This slow kind of dread, and then like, of course, meeting this this ally and, and coming to terms. So like, she's wounded, so we're going to take her to the hospital and all of that stuff is 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 very very cool. Um, yeah, I appreciate that she is like she's trying to do her job, but it's clearly so in over her head that again, it it makes the boys feel like they're important. Yes, because um, they used to roll up into these situations all the time where they were the only anchor that any of these people were going to get to what was going on um and yeah like you said sometimes they don't have the patience to build the dread and sometimes they don't have the patience to to really put the boys in in the right position it's usually just like okay well we'll just go uh, shoot the thing now and then uh, that'll be that but now that i like that they're they're building here they have to talk their way through the situation 
and they can prove themselves to to be allies to to this woman and uh, move on from there. My my frustration is uh, by the end of the episode, they just kind of are like, "Bye, see you later," and and they do a, a remarkable amount of character development for for somebody that is I don't think will show up back on the episode, or if it does, will yeah, be I in don't like know. a very perfunctory fashion. See her again. Yeah, yeah. But, um. um but like we do, like we kind of learn. She's only been on the force a few weeks. She knows all of these locals. She gets fucked up for having to kill them. Like she knew all of their sisters, all of this stuff. And it's it's a shame that like Supernatural just can't keep some motherfucker around that has you know that is a woman. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. So they go to everyone, the hospital. Uh, or Sam. This is where Sam starts to like postulate that okay, maybe everybody who out here who caught the smoke. They started getting mutated because she's saying that she knew all of these people. They were they were normal people, and they, I think, I don't know. Around here, they start to discover the black lines on everybody's necks that are kind of like these strange, dark veins that are spooky. Um, and do they head to the uh, hospital now? Yes. Okay. Uh, another yeah, another horror set piece. Basically, an abandoned hospital. Uh, I think Dean or somebody says like this is like twenty eight days later, and it is kind of like that. It's it's going into this this place that's supposed to be helpful, but it's abandoned, except for maybe some of the bodies that we're finding here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, like super creepy, right? Like, what the fuck is happening in this town? Like, what yeah. what did the darkness do? Um, I like Sam. I think Sam uh, is like, yeah, we we're probably good because I was inside of a car, and Dean's like, I don't know, man. I killed death a couple hours ago. Anything can yeah. fucking happen. <laughs> He's like, yeah, well, Dean, I had the windows rolled up, Dean. <laughs> Dean, I just had a burrito. I really hotboxed that car. Yeah. Dean, it's a good thing you were a mile away, Dean. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised you couldn't smell me. <laughs> he couldn't smell me coming. No wonder you woke up so quickly. Um, <laughs> he farted himself so, awake. Is that the implication? Yeah. Is that what he did? <laughs> yeah, just, whoa. Whoa, what's that? What's what that, Dean? What's that? <laughs> Dean! Just fires the gun into the roof of the Apollo. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what is that god awful smell man <laughs> oh it's um, me again <laughs> they're in the uh they're in the hospital dean goes to take the uh deputy to jenna. go get fixed up yep. Gemma is it is it Gemma or jenna jenna with an n you can also call okay. her nickerson is what her last name is which is a really weird with that. weird um, name <laughs> Uh, Sam so, finds a uh, yes. an infected what what I called the infected. I think they called them rabbits at some point in here, rabbids, which sounds yeah. way too much like the fucking ra- rabbits from Ubisoft. But so I'm uncomfortable with that. Uh, no, that's yeah, that's I think that's what they were going for. <laughs> Dean, I found a rabbit just like Dang. in my Switch. Where's Mario? <laughs> when we I need Donkey Kong special attack. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, so, everybody. Okay, Sam. Uh, so yeah, Sam sees one of these rabbits. It's one of the construction workers. Looks like from outside. Mm-hmm. Just going ape shit, like pounding on this door. Um, he almost spots Sam, but Sam's able to to hide. And then we hear a crying baby uh, hidden inside this janitor's closet. It draws back the attention of uh, the construction worker, the rabbit, who's who's flipping out. Um, and before we see anything, what happens there? We cut back to Dean sewing up Jenna, um, who just is still like shell shocked about what just had to happen. Uh, that she had to shoot those guys, that she had to do her job essentially because they were going insane and she doesn't understand what happened. And now we see, like you're saying, they're doing all this character work for somebody we probably won't see again. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, flashback to Dean and the darkness again. They they kind of pepper this through, and I appreciate that Dean doesn't seem to be trying to keep any of it secret from Sam, as far as I can tell. It's just a sort of, 
he's remembering stuff as he kind of goes because he was an unconscious and that does a lot to your brain. Well, and there's um, not like time to talk about this either. Right. right. Like they, they woke, he woke up and like they got on the road together and then immediately ran into a bunch of crazy shit that they've been dealing with since. So, uh, I, I also appreciate this. I also like that. Um, you know, the, Jenna is kind of freaked out about all this. And she's like, you know, I got into this to, to save people. Like it was supposed to be all about saving people. And Dean's like, yeah, yeah that, that sounds, sounds really good on paper. paper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then that's what keys his memory of, um, the darkness of shadow, the hedgehog who was like, you know, I don't want to use the term erotic, but she's like real, like move, like that energy that she like gets closer and closer to Dean. And it doesn't even seem like she's trying to seduce him. It seems like she's almost seduced by him. Or that's the wrong term, but like there is she genuinely to me seemed like she was like feeling Dean and she says how she likes it here with him. She feels at peace with him. And she also this is what she reveals. I don't know who death is. <laughs> um, and, and Dean says something to the effect of, are you saying I shouldn't kill you right now? And she says, am I saying that or are you saying that? Um, there's I don't know, just the way that she's playing off of him. I don't blame her because I mean, look, look who we're talking to here. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I don't know it. it the, the dynamic was interesting to me because they've obviously they've they've played with um these kind of seductive villains before who, yes. who might be whatever um but they but yeah, you there's, know, there's something about this one that like i feel like with meg or with um uh who is the hell knight chick whose name i can't remember which i'm ashamed by uh, the redhead uh, oh my god uh mashugala <laughs> was her name mashugala what is her name the hell what was that name? chick's name I wrote it in my notes so many times. Jesus Christ, we are terrible. What is podcasts. wrong with us? We do a supernatural podcast. Hell Knight, supernatural redhead. Jesus Christ, I can't believe I'm king, the, a knight of hell. Oh, why am I having to do this? Why is this happening? Why do we not know powers, weakness? Who are they? Abaddon. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Holy Abaddon. Shit. I feel like with Meg or Abaddon, like that, the the sexuality of it was being used as a weapon against the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, it was almost like a kind of a sneering, like yeah, like this is hot, but like you, you know, you, we're both hot and we're both fighting, so that's hot or whatever. Like it was, right. it was kind right. of a same thing with Ruby, where it's like it's you being used as exactly. seduction against yeah. Sam. It's being used to manipulate him. There's always uh, it's it's always a double edged sword. And so far, um, the darkness always, just exudes sexuality in, in a way that, just like, for Dean, like, hey, I'm not yeah. trying to take advantage of you, dude. Like, I am so grateful that you did this for me, and I think that makes her far more frightening. Oh yeah, than what we've seen before, um, something like a for a a magical villain, and I'm sure she's she's an, like a magical entity who who probably doesn't have sexuality. I don't know, but just the way that that is coming across towards Dean, a like a genuine fondness for him, um. I that feel like if we go freaky, if we go too far down that road, like we start have to ask, you know, like why do like Castiel obviously is a dude, right? But mm-hmm. he's also an angel that presumably don't have genders, and that but then he also uses things like the words brothers and sisters later in the episodes, and I'm so like at a certain point you just have to accept it and move on. Like I'm not, you just gotta accept it. Yeah. That's right. Um. So but yeah. Uh. The the key out of this is like I like that that kill me line that's that's super good but there's obviously this connection between the two of them. Uh, we go back over to Sam when the guy pounding on the door has just collapsed, just now. totally of his own accord. <laughs> yeah, he just dies, and Sam walks over and and checks and then knocks on the door and starts asking you know talking to someone behind the door slides his FBI badge under the under the door so that he can you know prove that he's just a normal guy. 
the door opens and it's this guy Mike with a brand new newborn baby and mm-hmm. Sam acts like he has never I've never seen a baby human before Dang, <laughs> you gotta get a look at this thing Dane this thing smells fresh Dane I've never seen anything like it <laughs> look at his toes um I, I yeah so yeah it's a it's a dude and a newborn baby and now we go back over to Crowley for kind of some fun times with Crowley which I'm excited about yeah uh, the red mist coming out of the sewer, like, um, to possess a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets inside of her, yes. and 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 then he realizes he can't use her his powers. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess this isn't a good enough vessel for him. Uh, King of Hell, I guess, special requirements. I don't know. Um, so she goes into the house. Crowley, as this woman goes into the house, and the husband is like, "Hey, honey, uh, come downstairs." And then we find out that she has wanted to to do like a group swingers orgy for her ber- birthday with her um with her white bread husband, who's been real nervous about it, but he wants to make his wife happy. It's a really <laughs> weird like throwaway b plot for this it's not a b plot but they spend like two scenes on it yeah <laughs> it's, it's uh funny. it's kind of you weird, know but- compared to like the casual eroticism of the darkness and dean scenes uh which come through like even with the bad cgi like these four people being almost giddy to just get the fuck down with each other is just almost terrified like you yeah. should not be this excited to have sex it's with the middle anybody. of the afternoon there's yeah like a, there's like no drinks slider door open <laughs> yeah <in the> backyard <laughs> everybody is just... fully dressed in like their work clothes like it's yeah. the lamest orgy i've ever seen in my entire it's, life it's yeah you can't you can't get worse but crowley's like yeah all right uh, the, uh, uh i'll take a break from getting my body back to get involved with this i'm crowley the uh because his idea is that he's gonna get the cup of blood to make a phone call yes yeah absolutely uh and the guy like signifies the the husband signifies like how he made this decision which was you know yolo because he also listens to drake presumably yeah of course we go over to sam who uh is talking to the guy uh he tells the story like uh, basically the mom was giving birth during uh the time when the darkness kind of rolled over this this town and the the mom passed away giving birth the dad walked outside to kind of collect himself as they were as the nurses were dealing with the baby and saw these construction workers uh roll up in a truck and just start murdering people so he ran in grabbed the baby and then hid in this closet um and then sam notices that this dude has the same markings on his neck that all of the infected does and uh just straight up asked like can you were you bled on or cut and he goes and mike's like oh yeah absolutely and i can i can feel this weird darkness inside of me so i'm gonna he's not even trying to hide it we've Mm -hmm. seen that in plenty of episodes where people are like yep i'm gonna be cagey about this thing because I'm I'm stressed and paranoid. The dude's like, no, yeah, they bled on me, and uh, yes, I I'm, I think I'm infected with whatever they have. <laughs> Which like, I'm kind of glad they didn't do that trope, right? Like, I I don't need the are, will they want they are they a vampire? Are they the thing? Kind of yeah, situation. We've literally we've time. done that before. We have done this like two or three times in Supernatural. Yeah. I feel like so. Um, cut back to Castiel, who's just like hiding in the woods from the cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he he starts praying and that's that's when we know that castiel is desperate because he doesn't know what else to do and he he doesn't necessarily want to have a run-in with the angels but he confesses his sins accepts his punishment but he asks for their help because he doesn't want to hurt anybody he has enough presence of mind to to know that if he gets near people he's gonna he's probably gonna you know lose control so he he needs help and um i think that this is a very castiel move but I, it's it's clearly it's already a sacrifice where he knows, hey, I got to turn myself in or I'm going to hurt somebody. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm kind of fascinated at this 
uh, because like it's obviously the the best place he could turn to. Um, but it's it's it has to be a really difficult decision because the last thing that he did to heaven, which was you know con them into letting go of Metatron, so like he's not yeah. it's not like he's on good terms with anybody in heaven, right? Like no, certainly not. Is Hannah dead? Did Hannah die, or Hannah's just up there chilling? Uh, uh, I think Hannah's a cop now, dude. Hannah's a cop. Yeah, she's an Office Depot cop. Office Depot security. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's gonna be some Office Depot like corporate fucking attorneys coming out or later in this mm-hmm. episode that mm-hmm. I thought were really funny. Um. So yeah, cut back to Sam and Dean. They're trying to debate on what to do. Uh, Sam is like, obviously, he doesn't want to just like shoot this dude who is clearly infected with whatever. Um, but he's like, hey, maybe we could just like wait for him to die. Because <laughs> that's what happened to the other dude. Dean, he's sick. He's just going to die dang. without us. Or, or at least they can like, you know, lock him up and, and try to help him in the meantime. Um, this dude, I think he, the father, Mike, wants to make a deal with him. Um, essentially, he'll, he'll step out. He'll, he'll let them, he'll kill himself or whatever it is that he's going to do. Um, but all he asks is that they, they save his baby girl. Um, and he hands the baby off to the deputy Jenna because he's like, Hey, I know you from church. Like, um, I'm already starting to, to wig out. So I just need to, I need to get out of here. And Dean has a bad feeling about this. Yes. Dean's like, why do I feel like this is going to come back and bite us in the ass? Um, yeah. setting up a and little a like of, uh... check offs, Mike, that I can really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, um, <laughs> Dean sees through the window that we got more infected coming. Like another construction crew rolls up. I guess they all yeah. want to go to the hospital. Uh, Dean starts to like arm up, and I didn't feel like this was very clear. Like the what what Dean was trying to do here, because what it is like the way I guess let me say this: that what, the way it's presented, it looks like Dean is like arming himself, and both Jenna and Sam are like, "No, I don't think it's a good idea to kill those guys." And I'm like, "What the fuck else are you going to do?" Mm-hmm. But the actual idea is for to shoot his way through those guys to get to the car so they can leave the fucking town. Yeah. Uh, but that's not like, like explained until later. And I thought this whole thing, which sets off kind of an argument between Sam and Dean about. Dean's like, you know, this is our fault. We broke it. We ha- we bought it. We have to fix this kind of thing. Like, didn't didn't really work for me. Like, I, I get it now, but like I, at the time, I was very confused. Yeah, when I was watching it, I had such strong, um, what is the name of this this episode? Maybe Malleus Maleficarum. That's probably uh, wrong. It's the mm-hmm. one where they're all in season three. They're all trapped in the police station when Sam and Dean get arrested, but then the demons converge on them because Lilith is on her way. Um, where it's like, all right, we're gonna fight our way out. That's how this was kind of starting to shape up to me. And for me personally, having seen that previous episode so many times, it felt like that was what it was like trying to act like it was setting up. Mm. Um, And as somebody who has complained about them murdering random demons instead of exercising them and killing the hosts, um, when when Sam was like, whoa, 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 let's pump the brakes. I was like, yeah, all right. I think I'm on board for that, because in my mind, I felt like I already knew what Dean was trying to do um, just from like assuming okay, from yeah, past that makes episodes. Sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes um, sense. Mm-hmm. But then anyway, before we can even do anything with that, Castiel calls. And yes. he breaks up with Dean. For, and it's like, now is not the freaking time, bro. We get a lot on our plates. Well, like, you dump this shit on me? He breaks up with Dean, but also, like, he calls very specifically to check on Dean to make sure he's okay. Because he's like, Rowena escaped with the book. And, and, and Dean's like, I don't care. And Castiel's like, Yeah, because he, I mean, for all Cast knows, the mark is still there. He doesn't yeah. know what happened. But he's like, How are you, Dean? Dean, how are you? And Dean's like, I'm fine. <laughs> like, it's, uh, <laughs> it's just these these boys, these two boys, these two men hey, belong he's together. He's just worried about you, Dean. <laughs> 
Um, so, uh, he, yeah, he says, Rowena got away with the book, all that stuff. The mark is gone. That's great. They asked Castiel about the darkness. They're like, yo, dude, like, <laughs> darkness got out. And Castiel is just like, mm, nope, that's, no, that's not, that's not possible. That, that can't be a thing. Um, and that's before they can get. They say something about like, yeah, you know, she she spoke to me and said this. It's like the darkness is a woman. What? But yeah, yeah. before before they can get too far into this, the Office Depot corporate employees come up and uh, they yeah. take away Castiel's phone rights. Sam, Dean, goodbye. It may be some time before we see each other again. Can, can I get a uh, F in the chat for that one, boys? Can we get an F in the chat, please? I hope that doesn't take long. Like we'll we'll see more of Castiel in this episode, but I I can't. I I really want them to wrap up that stuff and like. I hope that Sam and Dean go in and fucking rescue him. Yeah, ex- like or they that. kill a bunch of bad guys and they save their friend. Kill a bunch of that. Office Depot corporate attorneys so they could free their boy Cash. Just and, a heroic ass rescue. And and just say shove it up your asses. I want it to be about the scale of the Leviathan raid. You remember that where they drove the fucking mm-hmm. truck full of mm-hmm. explosives into the fucking like factory they were making the weird. I don't even know remember what chemical it was called, and like that was super dope and awesome. Like I want that to happen. Yeah, yeah. Let's we save go, Castillo. We go over to Crowley, um, who has fucked and killed all of these nice middle aged people, mm-hmm. and summoned two of his buddies. Uh, and there's there's a weird throwaway joke about wow, you f- I'm feeling hot. Is it hot in here? And they're like, oh, you just have menopause. I'm like, okay, supernatural. Dial it the fuck okay, down. Supernatural. Uh, I know you hate women. Supernatural, yeah. <laughs> but dial it back. One of the minions um, is like, hey, Crowley, uh, you obviously like we've got everything under control. Like we've we've secured your your normal vessel. Uh, but I'm looking around and realizing like you didn't call for help until after you did the orgy. And, and, and excuse me, Crowley is basically just like, yep. Yeah, I don't care. I don't apologize for absolutely yeah, nothing. Yeah. I just wanted to for fucking kill reason, these humans. I, for some reason, I like these two demons. I'm sure we'll never see them again. Yeah, yeah. They're just like kind of, like, because they're not, they're, they're not super afraid of him. They just seem like dorky interns. I think they're, um, <clears throat> if it's the right people, um, there were two in the co-star listing. Um, oh, no, never mind. Sorry, that's not them. I think only one of the demon minions get listed in the credits, so that's so we'll definitely never see any of these people again. Yeah, sorry guys. Uh, we go over to Sam and Dean. Sam is trying to figure out what the plan is, and Dean doesn't really have the patience. And this is when he explains, like, "Hey, I'm just going to shoot my way through, and we're going to get in the car and leave." And this is kind of starts this argument between Sam and Dean, and I can appreciate that this is an argument and I don't necessarily disagree with Sam on the stuff that he's saying, but like, could there be a worse fucking time to have this conversation? Yeah. Come on, bro. Come on. Um, I, I think we, I guess we, the audience like needed to hear it because I was getting annoyed of, Oh God, here we go again. And then Sam stops it. And, um, says, or for, first of all, Dean, I like the Dean was like, yo, we both screwed up. This is both our faults. I accepted the mark. <laughs> you let <laughs> them remove the mark. Like, we're both at fault here. I'm like, all right, good. We're on the same page here. We're on the same page here. Um, and I, I wrote down, like, the abbreviated Sam speech because there's a, he said he has a lot of stuff. And it's all like, dude. And I was like, dude, where, where is this new accent coming from? It's a lot. <laughs> when did we so, forget um, how to do this, Dave? If we don't yeah. change, all of our crap will keep repeating itself. <laughs> exactly. What happened to us? Um, we are good at hunting things, but that's only half of the bumper sticker. Appreciate that, Sam. Mm-hmm. There is always a cure. We just have to want to find it. Saving people means saving all of the people, not just that baby, not just each other. I unleashed a force on this world that could destroy it. 
to save you. And I do it again in a second. That's what I'm talking about. This isn't on you. It's on us. We have to change. And after all that, Dean interrupts kind of throughout it. But after he says all that, Dean takes that second. He takes that that Jensen Jensen just moment where his face barely changes, but you can just tell it's a different mood now from like fired up. I'm going to go kill things to, okay, I'll listen to my brother. He's still very serious, but there's just that subtle little shift that you can just tell. Yep. Jensen changed his mind. Um, and he says, what are you thinking? He, he listens to what Sam says. He's not going to go, okay, bro, you're right. Give me a hug. But he, him saying, what are you thinking means, okay, you're right. Like, I'm, let, let, let's try to save the people this time. So Sam's plan is basically to serve as a distraction to the infected while uh, Dean gets the baby and Jenna out to the Impala. Um, do what you do, but you got to let me do what I do too. Exactly. So, and they do it. Uh, Sam is basically says, Hey guys, I'm over here and gets the infected's <laughs> attention. <laughs> but I, I'm never going to do this again after this episode. I think I can, I can, the episode isn't even public yet. I can feel the annoyance from the audience leeching back for me from the future. Like all of our future listeners that are listening to this are like, Jeremy, please stop with the noise. And I'm like, no, <laughs> okay. I can't do it. I'm trying. I swear. Hey. This is how I talk now. <laughs> um so uh so yeah sam he creates a diversion um and he like looks down a stairwell and he yells hey and then they all look up at him uh and then they do this fucking hard zoom on sam's face and it's it's incredible i love the random hard face zooms that they do in the show um so sam ends up like running and and locking himself into a supply closet mm-hmm. um i spent many a day and I, he went in there and I was like, oh, shit, I'm having flashbacks from when I used to work at a hospital. I spent a lot of time in the supply closets, like getting supplies. That was like half my job. Um, so I was like, whoa, I've been there. Um, you can put on a diaper in there, Sam. You oh, might gee. need it. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're, they're banging on the door outside of him. Um, thankfully, Dean is able to use this time to um, escape with yes. uh, the baby and Jenna. But unfortunately... Sam doesn't realize there is a rabid. There's a, there's a, just a nurse. She's in scrubs. She's in, she's in there with him and she attacks him. Yes. And uh, Sam is able to kill her, but not before he drinks just a little bit of her blood. Cause it's Sam Winchester. <laughs> just a dr- like he did it on purpose too. He totally did it he on just, purpose. He, he like oh, dabbed his finger in it. And then and he went, mm. Oh shit. I wasn't supposed to do that. Was I? That's not demon uh, no. blood, he but it sure is close. It, yeah. He slits <laughs> her throat and it sprays all over his face. I was like, Oh God, I think I feel like, like this is some hunter one oh one shit. Like obviously you're in a stressful situation. You realize Close your mouth, Sam. Close your mouth. But like seriously, close your fucking mouth when you're fighting His the tongue evil was monsters. Out. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like he might as well have had a fucking straw. Like what the hell, Sam? Mm. <sighs> Man. Um so this ends up like he manages to kill her right before the infected break in. Um, instead of just ravaging him, the infected shove him against the wall and a third infected comes in. He's like, okay, I like where this is going. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Time for a blood Hell sex yeah. orgy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I-, I might take that line out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yes, I we'll, think you should. <laughs> we'll see later how I just dropped a marker. We're going to see how I feel about it in a little while when I edit this episode. <laughs> Jesus, Jeremy. Christ almighty. All right. (laughs) Maybe I'll just blank it. Maybe I'll just beep it out and let the people wonder. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. But they um, sniff him. So they back start on target. Yeah, they start sniffing him and, re- and realizing like, oh, he's one of them. You smell like hog. <laughs> you smell just like Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> so on the way out, Dean and Jenna get jumped by Mike uh, because, of course, they do. Uh, Mike is obviously struggling under the effects of whatever this this this, this sickness is. He doesn't attack them, uh, but he tells them that the baby's name is Amara, uh, and they manage to get past him, and he just collapses and dies on the floor. So props for Mike for resisting the urge to kill his newborn child. So. Um, so I know Amara is a character in Supernatural, so now I'm like, all right, well this this is gonna be a thing. I'm pretty sure people don't like her. I don't know. People tend to not like a lot of things on this show, so there's no way for me to know. Um. Yes. Spoilers, I guess. Uh, Cra- spoilers for me. <laughs> spoilers for Chris. Uh, Crowley jumps back into his body, uh, which is super cool. His minions tell them that the darkness is free, uh, which he doesn't really care about, and is actually thinking like, "Oh yeah, this could be an advantage, like the darkness, the king of hell. Like we may have, we may have similar interest." Uh, but then the minions tell him that something was heard from the cage. And yeah. half of hell thinks it was either Michael or Lucifer warning them about the darkness. And, uh, like and the other half is just freaking out. <laughs> I really like and I, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's one of the things that I like the most about supernatural. Sometimes when we get into the lore of hell is that it's definitely a physical place that people go to. And like the cage is there, like Michael and Lucifer are just in this cage, but nobody wants to go around it because who would want to be caught yeah. out there? I, I feel like it's a, uh, like, I imagine, like, a Dark Souls level uh, is hell. Go and on. And at the end of it, there's this one there's this one locked door, but you can kind of see through part of it, and there's a cage in there, and you can't see what's inside of it. And there was just this ungodly shriek that emitted from it, and everybody started freaking out. And now there's some, like, some, some weird light trickling under the door, and because somebody's all jazzed up in there, because darkness has freaked them out that much. Exactly. Um, it's super cool. Like, super evocative, right? Like, just, like the it just it seems terrifying and also like supernatural remembering shit that's happened in the past is always very good for me so. yes i would love for them to take a more serious stance on hell uh going forward because they did in season three obviously yeah. now yeah. i get it, it's different because it's crowley um who is different than lucifer he, he's not as as truly sinister i think but um it's still i, I want it i, I don't know i, I kind of just want some more seriousness to be to be given to to hell it's like a pretty bad place <laughs> it's hell <laughs> it's it's literally hell yeah dean and jenna stop off at uh like a gas station kind of set up yeah uh dean tells her like I, I know it feels dark now but the only way back through the light is through that baby it's through amara and she responds like, well, i'm with, just bringing her to the police station <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna keep this I'm child not keeping this, like, who are you I, why would you my think parents, i'm taking my this parents child live the next town over they're still fine like i'm going home <laughs> my, my sister has three kids and i have a mortgage so like i'm not just yeah. going to keep this child i have a boyfriend we're not ready for kids like yeah. this is a whole like please don't assume too much here um also before this really quick we saw that castiel got taken with the angels oh yeah he thinks sorry. he's going to heaven because they mm-hmm. changed it they're not in the playground anymore they're in the the, the hell set from last year um because they, it, he thinks he's being taken up to heaven, but no, they're like chaining him up in a warehouse, and that's like the last we see of Castiel. Yes, um, she, Jenna mentions like that her grandmother was somewhere, and she said because when Dean says like the only the only way through the darkness is is to get to the light is through the baby, she's like, yeah, joy comes in the morning. I'd only want to mention that because it seems like a very specific phrase and i'd like I don't if it's just a one off casual phrase like then fuck me I guess, but I feel like something that they. It felt more momentous than it was given for. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I know why. So. I don't know if it's a Bible quote or some shit, but um, 
yeah, it would be cool. It would be very cool if that became like a little thing. Um, I would love that. But um, yeah, we don't know. So he, they, they seemingly part ways, I guess. Um, Dean calls Sam and yes. Sam is still curled up in the closet in at the hospital. Um, outside of town, everything seems fine. Dean tells him um, and Sam says, all right, yeah, we're going to we're going to find a cure like one way or the other other. Um, oh, he says, I'm going to find a cure whether you like it or not. And Dean says, I know you are. At least we have one win. It seems like, ha ha. Yeah. I've got some bad news. <laughs> Cause he looks, he looks bad. He looks uh, really, really bad. Yeah. And then we see another flashback to darkness. Um, and she says they won't see D- darkness to Dean says that they won't see each other again. Um, for what? Wait, they, oh, wait, she says they won't each. Well, I, I missed a word in my notes. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to say there. I just wrote, she says they won't each, each other because they're bound to one another. Good one, Chris. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. They won't kill each other, maybe. Um, she also has the mark. She reveals that she has a little, a little tiny mark of cane on her, right? Um, mm-hmm. um, and then she says they'll, they'll help each other. And she gets in real close, almost like she's about to give him a big old smooch. Um, and then cut back to Sam. He's looking at his reflection in the mirror. He sees those black veins in case the audience didn't realize that's what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so Sam's in trouble. Cut back over to Jenna. She's changing the baby's diaper. And oh no, what does the baby have on a little birthmark mm-hmm. of the mark of Cain? Baby's got the mark of Cain. Dean, I think the baby's possessed. Dean. <laughs> um, so I, I, don't, I have no idea what's going to happen next. I would love it if if um, the darkness somehow was just like, yeah, I'll 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 cure Sam for you just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he's your brother. Yeah, because I, I want them to almost have this like incredibly evil, dark entity who's just 100 percent in their corner. Like, yeah, for sure, guys. No problem. Because then them working against somebody who has so much affection for them would be a different take on the way that they face down their villains. I'm sure it's not going to be like that. But every time they fight somebody, there's sometimes there's a playful back and forth. but the other person always wants to kill them. But if they're secretly or not even secretly, just slowly building up a way to fight off the darkness. And she's like, no, you guys are great. I love you. Thanks for helping. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. That would be really that would be a really strange dynamics. I, I hope that they at least they do something unexpected with this season. But I don't know. Um, I I like this episode a lot. I think that yeah. um, one of like having all of this happen in the very first episode, like setting up this kind of dynamic between Sam and Dean of like, is Dean going to be able to change the way that he approaches these problems and not be willing just to say, fuck the consequences. Is Sam going to be able to be willing to do that? Uh, and then kind of, dividing all of our characters up uh, a little bit so like dean is on his own for right now sam is on his own mm-hmm. right now castiel is on his own right now and crowley's on his own right now and we haven't heard from rowena which is kind of a bummer i was i was hoping to see rowena yeah. in something but oh well um maybe sam will go to rowena for help sure yeah i mean that seems like a logical like, I, I mean, guess he, they're just wildly speculate now i have no fucking clue yeah what's you have no happen. clue I'm man so this is just gonna be so weird I'm so excited <laughs> because <laughs> even season 10 like i kind of had an idea how the season ended because mm-hmm. spoilers but um yeah oh shit this is this is fun you uh it's exciting to watch supernatural my man it's, yeah. it's super super yeah. fun hell yeah so uh thank you everybody for listening we'll be back next week with another episode uh in the meantime if you want to support the show directly patreon.com slash monster of the week is the place to do it uh you can follow us on twitter at motwcast you can follow me on twitter at jg greer chris you are 
I am at Local Bones. You can find links to all of that and more, including our incredibly awesome t-shirt store, which we never talk about uh, on our, <laughs> that's all linked on our website, monsteroftheweek.cool. Check out Thinking Face if you want to hear me and Chris talk about emojis for some reason. And, uh, yep, and yep. the major motion, the major motion that's picture right. production of the be Broadway musical We'd be talk about our cats podcast. Cats, yeah, we definitely basically face. have a cats podcast now, everybody. So check that out at thinkingface.cool. Um I guess that's it. We'll be back next week with Dean and Sam face their own battles. Dane, turn the monitor up in my headphones. I can't hear the bait. Hey. <laughs> I need to I need rap. more snare in my headphones. <laughs> Woo, all right. You're fucking dumb as hell, Chris. This is the daytime podcast. I got to take more days off work. Oh, man. If we get the freaking... One of our managers, is she's new, and she's trying to push for us to have a four-day work week. Oh, uh, what? That's the, that's, so, that's the fucking brilliance right there. Having just like a full-ass day... During the week where we could, I mean, granted, you, you also have a job, so, but, um, but having a day where I'm home during the day gives way more opportunities. Just like, yeah, let's just do some fucking podcast shit. Yeah, let's I don't, I hate, I literally hate being home all day doing nothing. Yeah. I get bored out of my mind. I can't sit there and play video games. I just end up cleaning and that's no fun. No. Um, so just having that extra day every week to be like, yeah, let's just do some fucking daytime podcast. I'll get a fancy coffee. <laughs> chosen one in the chat can i get a can i get a p in the chat for profit <laughs> just out here man. spilling prophecies my man i watched the very end of the game awards on my phone nice while i was <laughs> while i was in the shower just the way that keely intended in the shower excuse me no, i didn't I, I didn't have my phone in the shower i had my phone in the bathroom while i was in the shower okay and i would just like peek out like scrub my hair peek out like oh anything going on um because I, I just wanted to see who won and um, I knew it was right about them, but it was getting late. I need to get my shower on. So I, I picked up my phone after and I'm looking at it just like, like, oh, game of the year goes to Sekiro. I was like, oh, cool. And then the fucking YouTube chat came up. And oh, my. Oh, God. yeah. I had to figure out how to get rid of that because it, like you're talking about like on the bottom left hand side where it just like yeah, started popping those balloons. Yeah. So many F's in the chat. Because mm-hmm. F, I think, is when you like press uh, uh, something sad mm-hmm. or something. Mm hmm. Um, was it press F to pay your respects or whatever mm-hmm, in, in mm-hmm. Call of Duty? I don't know if that's what. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And then it just went from like that to like unbelievable outrage and slurs. A lot of homophobic slurs and media getting tossed out. Yeah, people were losing their minds. And I'm reminded that even though I follow a lot of decent people on Twitter and we have a lot of decent people in our Discord, those are really the only people I talk to about video games with. Um. Despite all that, there are still there's a lot of really really angry immature gamers, and I assume it was all uh, teenagers, and I, I assume it was all Smash fans because everybody who are, are all the Smash fans who Super Smash Bros. fans who watched it were just like unbelievably outraged that not only did it not get Game of the Year, I don't know why it would, um, 
but there was no new character announced, even though I don't think they ever even that's, teased it slightly. Yeah, there's that's not the, a thing that exists at the Game Awards. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, Nintendo yeah. has been doing their own stuff for so long, uh, like doing all of those Nintendo directs and and whatnot. Like, they're not gonna like they're not gonna jerk Jeff Keighley off and let him do a Smash no. announcement. Like, there's just no way that's gonna happen. That's probably uh, why Reggie retired or got fired because he was hanging out with Jeff Keighley too much. Yeah. They and he wouldn't release any new Smash characters, and Nintendo was scared. Nintendo the, was fucking scared, man. They were scared of gamers. We all know that. I uh, did I, you? Um, I watched a little bit of the Game Awards. I mm-hmm. um, so uh, right as it came on, I, t- I flipped it on, and then uh, we started making dinner. So I um, originally just had it on my iPad at the at our at our dinner room table island as we were just kind of hanging out watching Autumn cook. Um, but the 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 I couldn't listen to it. Like if, unless I'm, no, it's very awkward. It's, it's super awkward. Like Jeff Keighley is so such a fanboy about everything he's doing. And like, God love the dude. Like he's, he's obviously like in his dream yeah. role. Like this is it, what this he's year wanted. was. This year was less awkward than previous years. Yes, but it was still, yeah. awkward. it was still super awkward. Uh, but I turned it on right as they were announcing the Xbox series X, the new Xbox coming uh-huh. this holiday and showing the, what looks like a, like a kind of a midsize PC tower. <laughs> Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I wonder if it's going to be upgradable or anything like that. I, man, I I can't imagine that they would make it upgradable. Like that just seems like so backwards to me. If they, it sounds like they're going like iPhone model, where yeah. instead of yeah. with video games, you replace it every five to ten years as a new generation of consoles comes. It'll be you know every few years there'll be a new model that people will trade in for or something. I don't know. They um, I was I was thinking about the the way that they named it too. So we have we started with the uh, Xbox. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Xbox 360, and there were a couple of variations of that, which we don't really have to go into. But then we started with the Xbox One, and then it was mm-hmm. the Xbox One S, and then it was the Xbox One X, and now it's the Xbox Series X. Like, I just... XSX. SXX. It's too many X's. Yeah. It's hard to say. I um, But yeah, I agree. Like, it's clear that they are trying to get you, like, especially with that, like, Amazon payment thing where you can buy a One X and get Game Pass built in for, like, 20, 30 bottles a month and then get upgraded to the Series X when it comes out. Like, that's... Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Like if you can afford to just pay that stuff up front, you save tons <laughs> of money. But like, I can definitely see um, 18 or 19 year old Jeremy being like 20 bucks a month for a fucking Xbox and a bunch of free games. And I get an upgrade yeah. in the hol- Fuck. Yeah. Let's sign me the fuck up. Jeff Bezos. Like I'm into that. And I can see a lot of people taking advantage of that. Like it just makes a lot of sense to do. My, my concern is always like what happened with control this year. Um, I have not played control, but apparently it runs like garbage on standard mm. PS fours and Xboxes. And like, runs acceptably on xbox one x and ps4 pro and that's just kind of a shitty place to be i think like and i think that's where we are and that's going to be where we go if xbox keeps doing this so Mm -hmm. um did you have any announcements or anything that actually got you excited i can't even think of anything yeah i i didn't unfortunately i haven't had time to go through like i I usually if i miss one of these things i like to hit youtube up and just watch all of the trailers and and and, uh or at least like go through the the vod and and kind of just skim through the stuff i don't want to hear uh I didn't see they announced like Hellblade two with the oh, Xbox yeah. One at Series X or excuse me the Xbox Series X, but I didn't. I've not played Hellblade one, so I haven't. I'm not like it looked good. Like, I don't know what, what mm-hmm. anybody wants to say about it, but uh, I don't like none of nothing that was that I've seen on Twitter or that I've heard got announced was really like super compelling to me. It just all seemed kind of like yeah, here's some games, I guess, and then yeah, so it's a weird time because obviously nobody's ready to show off their big games for PS five yet. Yeah, so it's just like. And the, um, of course, the big missing one was uh, missing Elden Ring, uh, which I, 
I, that mean that definitely means like at least fall or, or holiday twenty twenty at this point, and probably yeah. like PS five launch game. I can, I can see mm-hmm. this mo- not being on I current mean, consoles. They had the man in the house. Him, the Miyazaki himself. What did you call him, Michael Zaki himself? Yeah, <laughs> was in that's the house. A, uh, that's a uh, what's it called? Prepare to try. They're not called that anymore. That's that's their joke. Oh <laughs> yeah, there's, there's uh, guys that never responded to my DM. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they left your calls. I, I know exactly the ones you were speaking of. <laughs> um. So yeah, thankfully I I was playing a game and I, I on my TV and I was had my laptop open so I could see whatever was popping up. But um, because otherwise <laughs> I don't think I could have gotten through it. Just because it's, you know, a lot of that stuff is just not, it's a celebration, yes, but at the same time, they need those announcements and that those those big reveals to keep you entertained. And um, yeah, it was just a lot of like random stuff. And I was like, okay. But oh, were there sweet. big um, announcements and big reveals? Like what, what was I the... I don't know. I'm just going to Google it. Like, give me the top 10 game awards. Oh, no, I literally, I couldn't even give you a top one. I literally don't yeah. know. They had Vin Diesel on stage at some point. Um, for like a PS2 game. I think I saw Churches playing at some point. Churches opened by playing the song from Death Stranding. That was fine. Okay. Um, yeah, sure. Whatever. Is, even as somebody so, that likes Death Stranding a pretty good amount, like I, I just don't care about to hear about anybody talk about Death Stranding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, okay. Well, word Telltale's The Wolf Among Us sequel is being resurrected. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, okay, Telltale is super exciting. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I saw a little bit of that Ghost of Tsushima trailer that looks really mm-hmm. great, um, mm-hmm. but I don't know what that game is or anything. Right. Um, you can use the Xbox Series X horizontally, so you don't have to stand it up. So that's good. <laughs> uh, I did not watch the seven Final Fantasy VII remake trailer. I need to do that because I've heard that good. I've heard that Tifa's titties are good, according to all all oh. of all, all of the lesbians on my timeline really? are way into Tifa's titties. So because. Because that's very funny because all I can think about is how fucking handsome Cloud looked in this trailer. <laughs> this was the Cloud trailer. It was like, oh, hey, let's maybe let's maybe release a trailer that like explains who you're playing as in this game. Because if you're like a new player who has no context for FF7, you're like, yeah, I don't get it. What are they doing? So this was like the introduction to Cloud uh, and like what his goal is. Uh, interesting trailer. and they just they made him i i mean you may have seen the text that jess posted she I, blasted I, me. I literally just liked it as i was uh, in they the bathroom put, they <laughs> they made him they made him a little bit more buff i'm like i don't know man like cloud you you could get it cloud yes we love tifa's titties that's we we've been new about that <laughs> but cloud <laughs> my friend <laughs> so nice to see you <laughs> um the xbox those? yeah xbox series x controller has a tweak design and a share button uh, which and it'll work on the Xbox One as well. Like that's pretty dope. Uh, Godfall is the first game announced for the PlayStation Five. I think I saw a little bit of that Godfall trailer. I don't really remember. Um, there were so many CG trailers that all blended into each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is you know that's a shame. But can I before you even get to it? Can I just announce the one thing I was most excited about, mm-hmm. but perhaps one of the worst trailers at the show was um, Dark Alliance, Icewind Dale game. Are they doing another so one not, of those? Really? It's not. not on, it's like, not on this list. Not like um, the, not not Baldur's Gate and Icewind Dale, like the hardcore uh, RPGs. These are the like hack and slash, yeah, Diablo like co-op style. ones that you could play, like same screen yes. co-op. Yeah, yeah. So I played, I played Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance one last year again. I remember. I, I mean, I have those games on PS2. I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna go through it. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm vibing on my D and D shit right now. And I had a blast playing that game, even by myself. It was just fun. Um. So this new one, the Icewind Dale one, in the trailer, which is a terrible trailer, <laughs> they showed the four main characters from Ari Salvatore's Legend of Drizzt 
books. So, which I'm like a huge oh, fan of. So I was that's, like, holy fuck. That's shit. why you were like, those te- are, Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now those are my this. people. Yeah. Like, this, this game could be garbage and I'm going to play it. Um, yeah, it was, uh, that, that was like my highlight of it. Cause I was just like, wow, I wouldn't, wouldn't have expected them to bring back Dark Alliance because, uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2 ends on a cliffhanger. And then they just were like, oh, sorry, we're not making this game anymore. So this is called, I don't know if it's called Dark Alliance or Icewind Dale Dark Alliance, but whatever it is. Maybe it will continue that story. Probably won't. Probably but won't. I'm still super excited about it because I love Forgotten Realms. I don't even play D and D, but I've just been reading these books my whole life. So that was a that was a thrill. I, uh, I'm pulling this <laughs> terrible up. trailer though. Terrible trailer, huh? <laughs> it plays some like like I don't I don't want to call it metalcore screamo song something. Oh god! That was, and it's like it's these these character models that you're cl- clearly going to be like it's going to be like an isometric like top down view on them. I assume. Oh, this, what? What is? This, I like saw a, this. I saw this and didn't understand what was going on. It has like a what's it called? Um, like as, as if the character said GoPro strapped Ex- to them. Yeah, exactly. And they just looked so weird and bad. But like, I don't even care. I don't even care. I don't even care. <laughs> oh yeah, and you were absolutely right about this music. So you had this turned. I had the sound turned off. I thought mm-hmm. this was some weird VR game. Like this was supposed to be some weird forced perspective <laughs> VR game. I didn't know what the fuck this was. It was a weird stylistic choice, um, but I think I'm I'm still excited about it. If it has a uh, online co-op and good split screen co-op, I'm 100 percent there. Like that's my yeah, that's dude, my me shit. Me and you will be fucking playing this in, fucking in co-op if it's online. Fucking a. And if it has like like I always wanted you to get into Diablo because like me like me and Autumn can play on the couch with other people and that's always a fun mm, time. Mm. So. Um. Oh, and they announced the forest. Yeah, two. I saw, I saw. it's not what it's called sons of the forest something like yeah. that um which is funny because i was playing the forest while i was watching it and i look over and like there's some like weird monster on on screen in the trailer i was like man it looks like they're really ripping off the forest that's wild and then like i look back a second later i was like oh, oh okay it's literally the sequel i've been having some interesting experiences in the forest Okay. Um, Tell me about it. Now, I, f- I feel like I, I almost have like hit the wall with this game because I would like build a shelter and then I'd die and then I'd like start a new game. And um, I don't actually don't even think there's permadeath. I think you can like reload your save if you want. But I just I don't know. I didn't really know what was going on. It just seemed like it was a lot of just a lot of effort for nothing. Like, why am I building a base? Why am I searching oh, yeah. for food? Like, what is the end goal of this game? But then I look in like my journal and it gives you objectives and it says like find the other missing passengers on the plane because you were in a plane crash. And I started to. They were all dead <laughs> and like strung up on sticks and stuff. Um, but I'm like, all right. So there is something that it's like trying to get me to do here. And then I went out in the world was exploring. I was doing some hunting. I came back to my little fortress that I had built. And normally there's uh, the, the cannibals. They I mean, they look like muddy, naked people. But. There were these uh, people outside my little fortress I had built just banging on the walls trying to tear them down. And they were all like gray or blue, like they didn't look like normal people. Um, and they were just like launching a siege on my home while I wasn't there. And I, I like freaked out. I had to fight them all off. And it, it was a whole thing. But now I'm like, oh, shit, like they're going to be coming for me now, too. It's not even just, a, you know, them running by and like looking at me while I sleep, which I had happen before. This is going to be. There's gonna be some warfare going on. I'm gonna need to be prepared while I try to accomplish whatever objectives the game gives me. So we'll see what happens. Interesting. I've not played any video games. Um, 
but you know what is extremely dope that I have not talked about on this podcast is the uh, and I know <laughs> I just realized who I'm talking to, so I should probably not tell you this. But the uh, Zelda DLC for it's not even DLC; it was a Zelda update for Mario Maker. Have you seen any of this? Oh yeah, yeah. Listen, I don't, I don't really hate Zelda. Okay, I just, <laughs> I'm just an asshole. <laughs> um, but essentially, it's a it's a power up like a mushroom, and it only works in um, the Super Mario Brothers one tile set. So you can't do it in like New Super Mario or uh, Super yeah. Mario World or anything like that. But you get it. You turn into a little Link. Link has the ability to throw bombs, uh, shoot arrows. He has a little dash charge move. Um, and people have just made Kaizo fucking Link levels. It's insanity what people are doing with this shit. Uh, like, yeah, that must have like completely revitalized and changed that game. It's right? man, it is. It is just phenomenal. Like every every streamer that I've watched that have tried it is just absolutely in love with it. Like just giving you more verbs to do uh, just makes it just blows that game up completely because. Like, realistically, when doing Kaizo stuff in Mario, um, you know what Kaizo is, right? Like, you know all that shit. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Kaizo levels are, like, super hard Mario levels. So if you've ever seen, like, Panga's okay. levels or anything where you're, like, d- doing really precise jumps and multiple movements and bouncing off things in a particular order and stuff like that, that's all Kaizo stuff. So Kaizo came about when people started doing ROM hacks for Mario. They would do like super hard levels, and these streamers and Mario community would get together and do like all of these super hard Kaizo stuff. And uh, I don't, I don't remember the origin of the word Kaizo, but like a Kaizo block is what they started calling invisible blocks because they would do bullshit like, oh, I'm going to jump through here, but you would just bash into an invisible block and they could just die. So you had to learn where those <laughs> invisible blocks were throughout the level. Um, so. And that's the majority of like all of the Mario shit that I tell you that I watch. Like that's like I watch Kaizo streamers. Like I watch them play these weird ass levels. So it's just like you know you have to jump up, shoot an arrow to to do it, flip an on off switch, land, throw a bomb, bounce off three guys. Like it's a it's a fucking complicated series of events that you're doing. God damn. So like before with Mario, especially Mario One, you can't pick up stuff. Like all you could do is jump. Like that could, that's pretty much all of your verbs in Mario. Right. Um, in Super Mario World, you could you can hold stuff so you can do stuff like shell jumps, which is where you pick up a shell, you jump, you kick the shell, it rebounds off the wall, and then you bounce off the shell to go even higher. Right. And they're like in Kaizo levels, you might have to do three shell jumps in a row to get over an obstacle. Like it's fucking insanity. Um, I should I should send you some of this stuff sometimes just so you know what the fuck I'm talking about because mm. I think without I probably have seen some of this because yeah. when I we, uh, we used to hang out chomp chain we would always look at like random crazy stuff in Mario Maker one yeah um, and uh, so I assume that must have been some of what we were looking at yeah that was when so like Kaizo was a whole thing Mario Maker came out Nintendo's been kind of shitty to the Mario Maker community in general uh, but to the Kaizo community specifically like they started issuing takedown notices for YouTube videos for stuff that they didn't even oh, own yeah. and things like that. Um, but anyway, like the, so they released this link stuff uh, and it's, they've also added some like new enemies and some new like functionality to here and there. But, but majority of the stuff is just link and it's just like, it's just blown the, the entire game open. It changes the music. So Ooh. if you're just in a, a normal overworld, like it just plays the duh. Dun, 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 the Zelda music and if you go mm-hmm. into a subworld that's like a castle or uh, lava themed it t- plays the like Zelda 1 dungeon music that and uh, if you die it does the kind of thing which is really fun but it's just really really fucking cool like I it's it's so fun to watch people do that I haven't even picked up the switch to update the game so I can do it yet like that's how fucking ridiculous this is this has gotten so I'm a 
yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited to actually get some time to mess around with the Switch and make some make some Zelda levels because I haven't haven't. You need to make some gamer time. Enough of these podcasts, bro. Dude, I haven't even like you know like you're the only person I podcast with outside of Gary and, and me and Gary <laughs> podcast like every two to three weeks. Like we usually just like do a bunch of episodes, especially now that mm-hmm. Days of Future Cast has gotten into smaller episodes. But uh, like it's not even been that. It's just been like between work and. Uh, and just like doing stuff for the house, like getting ready for this major construction project. Like that's all I did this morning yeah, yeah. was um, like go through the garage and like, <laughs> I don't even want to tell you all the shit that I did this morning, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know it's a great idea. Maybe we should cut it out of the podcast. Uh, have you, have you watched the Mandalorian yet? Or are you waiting for tonight? I ha- I'm I literally forgot until right now that it was out uh, my routine has been watching it after work and i don't even go to work yeah so. yeah <laughs> that's what i was asking yeah i uh i downloaded it tonight today so we're gonna watch it tonight but i'm pretty st- pretty stoked about it but hell yeah hell yeah i will probably watch uh the last jedi at some point this weekend i'm pretty yeah i started force awakens this week and then jess was like i'll watch it with you so i or i yeah i started during the week um so i'll probably restart that and then if i you know lucky finish last jedi because we're going to see it next saturday mm-hmm. so I should uh, be prepared, you know. Yeah, I forgot that I'm uh, I'm streaming. I should probably mention that, by the way. Uh, like Duck Stream oh, yeah. is happening again, and I'm streaming. So if you guys, listeners, if you want to uh, donate to Transactive, which is a charity that supports uh, trans youths that's based in the Portland, Oregon area, you can come watch me play video games for a couple of hours, and, uh, and also. I think I'm doing something Days of Future Cast related. I haven't talked to Gary's, but I'll be on that thing twice. I'll be dropping stuff in the Discord and on Twitter and stuff like that. So if you want to go donate to a good cause and watch a bunch of goofy ass people play some goofy ass games, you can definitely do so. so. Have you decided what you're going to play? I have not. No. Uh, Brian was kind of pushing me to do Remnant of the Ashes because that's like a it's like a Souls like but also shooter game that came out recently that's like multiplayer. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And, and it's on Game Pass. Uh, and I've downloaded it there, but I just haven't turned it on to play it. But I have to stream from the PS4. Like I've never been able to like effectively stream from the yeah. Xbox. Oh man, that'd be crazy if you just like got Resident Evil Two, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be just fucking crazy? Uh, Cole does all the horror stuff, so like I think he's doing. You're not trying to step on. Not his trying toes. to. I don't want to step on his toes. Like I'm not gonna play Binding of Isaac either because Gary and Will will probably do some stuff with that. So play just play Sekiro because game Sekiro of the would year. be a good one. Yeah, and honestly, I got like, um. I don't, what was I gonna? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I was gonna say I had a heart attack, but I was trying to find a funnier, funnier way to say it because I was so mad watching you play New Game Plus <laughs> against Genichiro. Yeah. It was like it was it was sickening. It was blood boiling. It was just it was awful. It was sinful because you were so fucking stupidly good at that video game. <laughs> it was like you he I don't. I could barely even see what was happening. It's like when Krillin watches Goku and Frieza fight, and he's like, I can't even see their movements. Even, They're I moving too fast. Yeah, yeah. That was you and Genichiro, just like... It was... I, I couldn't believe it. People getting stunned left and right, aka just he was. <laughs> and the, the fight was over in like 30 seconds, and I was like... I was like the Arthur meme where he squeezes his hand oh, yeah, in anger yeah, 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 yeah. That was me watching you play. Um, because even though at that point, I felt like I was like on top of the world, I had just beaten the game, and after getting over that huge hurdle, it was like... I could see the matrix and it all made sense and it was so easy now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but even still it was so demoralizing to see that there are people like you out there <laughs> who could just do this shit in their sleep. Yeah. It's uh, and I'm, I'm not even close to the best. Like if you want to, uh, and I think I've mentioned that on this, on this podcast before, but uh, your buddy um, Dylan does a podcast with our friend, Nick, uh, the room one, one nine or whatever the twin Peaks podcast. Um, 
Anyway, it's Reno nine one one actually. Reno nine one one exactly what it is. Uh, anyway, Nick does or did a whole series of videos on YouTube. I think they're under strenuous orbs if you can search. But uh, he didn't level up at all, so he didn't use any of the tack beads, or he didn't oh, level up yeah. in base vit and stamina, uh, and went through every single boss. Uh, I think his. I don't get it. I think his. <laughs> His uh, demon of hatred, I thought, was going to break him. Like he was posting on Twitter, like this is going to be the one that I don't do. Uh, but Sword Saint, Ish- Sword Saint Ishin was the one that I think that was like, I think that's like a forty-five minute video. Like that's how long Jesus. it fucking takes to to get through that fight at, at that base attack, and you just have to yeah. be perfect. Like there's no, the best one to watch, and I'll put this in the show notes. I'll I'll try to remember to put this in the show notes. Is the the Guardian Ape fight because that's a fight with this huge weird fucking monster that you just do, do not expect in this game with about like samurai guys and swords. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's this giant ape that you're, that's like pounding his fist against you. And I would, I just assumed like this was a runaway or run around and like kind of whittle down fight. But fucking Nick is just like, just deflecting this giant ape constantly like just ding 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 and then that ape just falls over like you deflect it so much it <laughs> falls over and you can just you can literally if you have the spear you can literally like drag the centipede that's animating it out of its head and like attack it but jesus. um jesus but it's just so fucking cool to watch I'll, I'll i'll see if i can put a link to the show notes in that if y'all are curious because that's, yeah, my, uh... that's that was the most impressive sekiro stuff i'd ever seen my final boss like i couldn't have done that at all because in the first phase i completely blew it and then I know I've said this before, but then I decided, okay, well, screw it. I'm just not going to heal anymore because, like, I already fucked up. I should be able to get through the first two phases without taking any damage. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And then got to the third phase without taking any damage. But, you know, and I had like one sliver of health after, you know, after my first cataclysmic blow. Um, and then I was like, all right, well, maybe, uh, maybe I could do this. And then afterwards, I'm mashing that share button, um, but only taking a screenshot and not capturing the video was so fucking <laughs> depressing. So I went to watch it after that. It's just this fucking picture of Sekiro in the grass, like with his sword up in the air. I was like, oh, no, that's so frustrating. No! <laughs> so frustrating. I, um, that, that game is just too fucking good. Like I, I'm really surprised they haven't done any DLC for it. Like I, obviously yeah, they're I, um, all of their stuff is focused on Elden ring right now, but like, right, right. Jesus Christ, I didn't do the second uh, ending. So I, I'm actually, Thinking I might go back to second, that. second or is third, because that... there's there's three. Oh yeah, there is. Well, I didn't do the one where you get to fight Emma. Okay, Spoiler. that's the cool one. Yeah, that's the cool one. I mean, the game's been out for a fucking year. Like at this point, like if you've yeah. wanted to play Sekiro, Sekiro, and you haven't, like I mean, like I'm I'm sorry. Like I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> play more I video beat games. Beat it the one time. Beat it the one time. I started new game plus, got up to Kanichiro, and then I yeah, I just moved on. I think oh, I would I started playing Trails of Cold Steel. Yeah, and then that took me yeah, six took months. So <laughs> uh, the the Shura ending, which is, is which is that one where you betray everybody and you have to fight where it's ostensibly the good guys and even though this mm-hmm. game doesn't really have any good guys. I really, really like that ending. Like it's 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 really interesting, like it's thematically really good. Like your character like betraying everything. Or not betraying everything, but like your character being so um so so focused on the rules uh, that his father right, instilled the code, in him, the yeah. code, the code, the code, the code, that he like betrays all of these people that were tr- looking to him for support is something that's really fascinating. And the yeah. fights are extremely cool. Like Sword Saint Ishin and that one and that version is has a, like a much lesser moveset than he does in the at, the at the end of the game, which is like kind of cool because at the he's not at his prime at this during the mm-hmm. sure ending right like when he gets when you're at the end of the game because of weird time travel resurrection bullshit he's at his prime uh so like having like you're basically fighting like this old dude who still kicks your ass and then 
Of course, fighting Emma is just awesome because Emma's fucking great. So, mm-hmm. did you get that new uh, PlayStation theme? I downloaded it, but literally have not turned on my PlayStation since. <laughs> <laughs> I got it for my phone and like made sure it was downloaded, and then yeah, I did not do anything else with it. I'm such a bad so video know, game player, man. I, I know you're not a you're uh, not a list guy, but do you do you what do you think Sekiro would be your favorite game from this year? I don't know, man. I I was trying to think, but like uh I was trying to go through my trophies and like figure out what that I have played this year, right? And um mm-hmm. like Enter the Gungeon was hundreds of hours of my time. Um it, Sekiro was was huge. The Surge is up there somewhere. Even though it wasn't a 2019 game, like it was, it was one that I played this year that I absolutely fell in love with, and haven't. Apparently, they fixed the tearing issues in the search too. So once I once I'm done with Death Stranding, if I'm ever <laughs> done with Death Stranding, I'll try to get that done. I saw Ellie had finished fucking Death Stranding, and she started after me, and I'm yeah. like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. That streamer life, you know, streamer life. Um, when you have like a reason to play video games, it helps. I know you are a list guy. Like, do you have a top five that, coming at the end of the year? I so. Last night I decided, all right, time, let me. I'm at the end of the year. Let me pull together my top five. I've kept a list of every game I've beaten since 2016. Okay. And beaten is an interesting look, version there. Yeah. So now I'm looking at my list and I'm like, oh shit, there's so many games that I spend a lot of time playing that I am never going to beat because they're just not that kind of game. Like I spent a huge chunk of time playing FF14 this year. Now I did finish the main game in that, so I put that like on my list of of stuff I beat. But then like I I spent hours and hours playing the long dark and other years it was stardew valley or or whatever you know so there's all these games that i play a lot of but never beat um but looking at my list this year i think there's there's like about 20 games that i've finished nice and they're all like random old games like hardly any new releases i'm all right so all right looking at new games that came out this year that i didn't play in previous years like trails of cold steel or final fantasy 8 my top few would be Resident Evil 2, which might be my game of the year. I don't know. Sekiro. Um, Jesus. Jedi Fallen Order. And I don't know. That's like, I got like my top three and that's kind of it. Like Code Vein, I like, but like if I was really making a real list, like, and I played a lot of games, I don't know if Code Vein would be in my top five. Um, I played Resident Evil 4 for the 1800th time this year. <laughs> like my Kingdom Hearts 3 was kind of a, like, you know? Yeah, you, so, I remember you being kind of disappointed. Didn't they do? It's not like it's bad. It was just like, oh, okay. Didn't they release? Didn't they do DLC for that at some point? Or so did they're they... doing like thirty dollar DLC? Yeah, what the it's fuck, like man? Like huge thing. That's crazy um, to me. As yeah, somebody they who put is Squall back in it though, so okay, uh, okay, well, fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> none of the Final Fantasy characters made it to Kingdom Hearts three. No, I don't know. If I'll probably get that if it goes on sale at some point. I'm not a big enough fan. I don't even know if I can say that because like part of me. I watched that trailer and I was like, I don't really care. That's cool. They brought Squall back and like the other FF characters. Um, but like generally speaking, I don't. This looks like you just fight bosses as other characters. There's a scene at the end where different characters are fighting different people, and you obviously you just play a Sora, so you just fight the people that Sora fights, mm-hmm. and you miss out on all these other battles. Um, so I assumed that that's what this was. Was like you can play as Riku and fight so and so or whatever. Um. But now it sounds like this DLC takes place after the end of the game. So it is almost like a, it's like a half sequel that's probably just a couple hours long um, or like an epilogue. I don't know. <laughs> there was a part of the trailer where um, the character Riku, Sora's friend, quotes the very first line from the first game. And I was like, oh, shit, do I care now? He's 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 making a callback to the simple and clean opening from KH1 from 2001. Um, so now I don't know. 
maybe maybe I'll check it out at some point, but um, we'll see. We're, how how long have we been talking about video games? Thirty minutes and twenty one seconds. Lo- local Bones <laughs> Gaming, uh, no, Local Bones Notes Game Podcast is uh, it's over. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, see you next time. <laughs> Should we talk about Supernatural? We should talk about Supernatural. Uh, All right. Hey, come back!